Sometimes our children are quite articulate in what it is that they say they want. But when we consider the meaning of what they're actually saying, we wonder, what? What are you talking about? If this has happened to you, you will enjoy the story from today's episode. So grab your cup of coffee and maybe even sit down with your child for a little laugh. Does your child have a speech-language delay and you really want them to talk? Do difficult behaviors derail home life and you know the frustration is a communication struggle? Does your child see a speech therapist and you wonder, what do they do and how can I help? If these or similar questions are in your mind, this podcast is for you. Hello, my name is Dina Lynn Rosenbush. I am a speech-language pathologist that has worked with children from birth to 21 for three decades. And in my classrooms, I see you wanting to connect with the heart of your child, but their speech and language skills create a barrier. So if you have a kiddo that has difficult behaviors, needs to expand their language, or learn to say speech sounds, and maybe even receives speech therapy, stay tuned because in this podcast, you will learn how to use your daily life as a tool to communication practice and how to do that practice. You will become confident knowing you are making the difference you want to make. And you will hear success stories of parents who have navigated these struggles already. We'll do this all while focusing on building deep, meaningful connection and confidence in your kiddo. So grab a cup of coffee, along with a notebook and pen. It's time to speak in the way your child's brain understands. And that is the language of play. Before I start in with this story, I have a couple of announcements for you. The first one is that I have in the show notes something for you. It is called 21 Days of Encouragement. I created this for you. Because when I had my children at home and they were young, there were times that I could not understand what was going on. Periodically, I would hear on the radio or get in my inbox something that was about 30 seconds or less to read or listen to. And I thought, I can do that. That's short. It's something tangible. I can think about this. I can ponder this. And what it ended up doing was changing how it is that I felt and what it is that I thought. It did it smoothly and easily. Therefore, I wanted to build something like that for my listeners. In the show notes, you will see the link, 21 Days of Encouragement. And if you click on that link, you will give me your email address and you will receive for 21 consecutive days an email that is a nugget of encouragement and a question to ponder that will help you to think about your role as a parent, about play, and some other things. And of course, I always love your feedback. So if there's something that really hits you as great, tell me. And if something doesn't make sense, I would like to know that too. I just made it. It's part of a bigger project, but this part is free for you. The next announcement is for you if you know someone who is getting divorced. There is a program called Real Divorce Talks. Last November, I spoke at this event. 
This event is coming up again in February, and there's a link in the show notes to sign up for that free live on Zoom experience. Marty Winder Adams handpicks lineup of speakers for transformative strategies, stories of resilience, and actionable advice. And it's over two days for just a short amount of time each day. When I was part of it last time, it was fabulous and very, very helpful. I don't speak every time for her. I will probably speak next time again. But still, it is so worth your time. If you know anybody that is going through a divorce, maybe it's you, click on the Real Divorce Talks link or share that link with somebody that you know that is doing that kind of intense struggle. The next announcement is that I am so honored to be speaking at the Voices of Women Summit, and that will be held on International Women's Day on March 8th, so that's just in a couple of weeks. The theme of International Women's Day this year is Inspire Inclusion. So this March 8th event is a one-day summit where we have close to 200 speakers And in the show notes, there is a link there where you can click to join for free. So if you would like to join me there, I would be so honored. And you will have many, many other women there that are brilliant and inspiring and influential people that you can listen to from around the world. So you can get your free ticket in the link in the show notes and share it with anybody that you know that might be interested. Because it is an all-day event, it's one of those things that you can turn on and return to as it works in your own schedule. You can also look ahead for the topics that you want to listen to and schedule your time accordingly. So again, the links are in the show notes. And then the fourth announcement is Potapalooza. Potapalooza is an event for podcast guests and hosts. Some of you have talked to me about your interest in being a guest or even hosting your own podcast. If you have any interest in this, or if you have a business, you will want to join Potapalooza, and the link is in the show notes for that too. That is a $10 admission, and it is an all-day event. Also, I have one free ticket that I can give away, and it will go to the first person to contact me and say that they would like to have the free ticket to Potapalooza on March 6th. So email me at hello at thelanguageofplay.com and say free ticket, and I will be happy to give it to you. All right, that's a lot of announcements for today. So let's get into today's story. And this is so fun. One morning, my about three-and-a-half-year-old daughter came out of her bedroom wearing a sundress. And I was making breakfast, and as I said, good morning, she looked at me and growled at me. I don't want to wear a dress. And she stood there looking at me as if she was ready for battle. And I was so startled by the behavior, I simply looked stone-faced at her and said, okay, what do you want to wear? And as fiery darts exited her eyes at me, she scolded, I want to wear pants. Well, locked in a bewildered stare, I just said, okay. And she angrily stomped off to her room, and I didn't follow her. I just thought she could do her own thing. I wasn't sure what was going on. Because, you see, it was a regular day. She could have worn anything she wanted. I didn't care what she wore. Her clothing was all within her reach, 
She could dress herself, and she was completely in charge of this decision. So she took off the dress that she was wearing, and she put on pants and a shirt. And she returns to the kitchen where I was, and she was red-faced angry. And she bellows, I don't want to wear pants. I want to wear a dress. And so confused, I just flatly responded, okay. This time I watched her as she stormed away. I tried to make sense of what was going on, but this was not logical. So I just was baffled and I thought, let's just ride this. Let's see what happens. And after a big sigh, I just resumed making breakfast. Shortly, she returns to the kitchen wearing a different dress. And she stood there as if she was waiting for me to speak. I cautiously said, that looks nice. To which she exploded into a full-on puddle of frustration and tears, commanding that she doesn't want to wear a dress, but she wants to wear pants and a shirt. I'm mystified by the enormity of her emotions paired with the illogical and irrational experience. I could only gaze at her, saying, Okay, go ahead. And this escalated her emotions. It was as if every time I said yes to her, it was the wrong response. It was as if she really was looking for something else, like she was looking for a battle. She was wanting to fight that day, but everything she asked me was in bounds, and it made her infuriated. This routine occurred for several more clothing changes, back and forth, in a dress, back to pants and a shirt, back to a dress, back to a pants and a shirt, all the while getting angry that my response to her was, yes. Okay, has this ever happened in your home? Maybe it wasn't with the dress and the pants. Maybe your child chose things that were actually not okay. Maybe you were able to say yes also, but your child was not being rational. And all you could do is wonder, what is going on? Well, I'm sure your answer is yes. Spontaneous eruptions and illogical logic is commonplace for kids. In this particular story, my wait-and-see mindset did happen to work. What do you do when your child is in the middle of one of these irrational fits? I'm going to give you a few options. The first one I just mentioned, which is wait and see. This works when your child is asking for something that you get to say yes to every time. You allow them to get totally bent out of shape in their own emotions because you know that you are continuously saying yes to them. What is going on is clearly not what they're talking about. It's not what they're saying. And so they have an opportunity. And you can delight in the chance that they have to be able to learn what their emotions feel like. And then later, when they have settled back into being themselves, you can talk with them about the experience. When you get to say yes, wait and see is a great option. The next thing you could choose is to engage in the battle. Now, that one takes a little bit of planning, and sometimes we don't have any kind of plan time. 
But hopefully prior to this, you have already considered what is worth fighting about. Now, if your child is wanting to throw knives in the wall or skateboard down a busy road, these might be worth the battle where you just simply have to win. But if there's any portion of what it is that they're asking for, I encourage you to try to find the places where you're able to say yes. So what does the fight look like? It is you speaking like a broken record. No, Johnny, you do not get to play in the street. And he says irrational things to you, most of which you just let go because he may or may not even intend to go skateboard in the street. But he's saying it to see what kind of reaction might come if he starts pitching these ideas. It might not actually be that he wants to skateboard in the street. It might be the power and checking out how he's going to be handled if he asks for this thing. I think that was what was going on with my daughter with her pants and dress. She just wanted to know what was going to happen. She was in the mood for a fight. But when there's danger involved, then we must step in. And yes, obviously, isn't the answer then. The third thing you could potentially do is engage in conversation and try to access the rational part of their brain. I'm going to tell you, parents, forget it. When they are in that state where they are seeking to know where their power is and they're looking for a battle, conversation goes nowhere. It doesn't make sense. So don't waste your breath and your energy. Wait for them. They will eventually return to the child you know that is able to talk about things. And when that happens, and it will, then talk about it at that point. So I don't recommend that you try to engage in a conversation if your child is anywhere near as irrational as the girl in this story, I do not recommend that you try to engage in conversation. It doesn't go anywhere, and it only triggers us. So what are you to do in these situations? There is a fourth idea, and that one is to change their activity and environment altogether if you're able to. So what worked for the girl at the beginning of this story is to actually feed her. Remember, I was making breakfast. Once the food was on the table and she started eating, she forgot about being angry and she just started eating. It was the activity. There are other times when raising kids that our kids can be distracted by cold air in their face if you just walk outside carrying them. This works at all ages. If you let them play in the water, like maybe you're washing dishes and you let them play in the bubbles for a little bit. Changing the activity with water, and wind, temperatures, and food, those kind of things often can change the mood of the child through distraction. It's also sensory input. So there you have it. If you have a child that is very irrational, there are four options I gave you today. One of them is the wait and see approach. It works well if what your child is asking for is something you can say yes to. The next one is to go to battle, stand your ground, That one is important if what they're doing is dangerous. The third one you can try is engaging conversation, but I do not recommend it when your child is already irrational. And the fourth thing works often, but not always, and that's to totally change the activity. So pick one and see what works with your child the next time they become totally irrational in their conversations with you. Because it'll happen again. And hopefully, you don't get triggered by it nearly as much. Hopefully, 
you can set back just a bit and smile as you realize they're learning. Thank you for joining me today on The Language of Play. I hope that you found yourself laughing. Also, I hope you go to the show notes and grab those free gifts, grab those free tickets, and enjoy the upcoming events. Hey parents, I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and share it with a friend who also lives or works with children? I would really appreciate it if you would leave a quick review for the show on Apple Podcasts. I read every review and it lights me up to know that this show is making a difference. Then come join my Facebook community where you'll meet other parents who are dedicated to helping their children grow too. You'll find the link in the show notes. Thank you for joining me. Now it's time to go. Let's pop our kiddos in the strollers and go look around outdoors and see what we have to talk about.